0: The Other Side of Midnight.
1: 77. Local
0: Spotlight.
1: Good morrow. Here we are, TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Frank. And as we do the first hour of every Friday edition of the program, we are going to take your calls on any subject. Give us a call at 1-800-848-WABC, that's 800-848-9222, for anything that you are genuinely curious about. We don't want trivia questions, we don't want you pontificating and going on and on and then asking right at the end of your question. We want real questions that you want to know the answer to. And our illustrious staff will select a winner as to who comes up with the best question the most creative question, the most interesting question over the course of the hour. So if you've got questions, hopefully I've got answers. You can go ahead and call in at 800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. Now, Tuesday, next Tuesday, is going to be the primary for all of the people in New York State that are eligible to vote in the primary. So we have a lot of city council primaries, a lot of DA primaries, and all of the city council primaries are going to be done by rank-choice voting. So, around 2.30 this morning, I am going to be talking with the head of AARP New York's Government Relations Arm, And he's going to explain any questions you may have about ranked choice voting. So those of you that haven't voted yet, and it looks like most of you haven't because almost no one has voted through early voting so far. Those of you that haven't voted yet and have questions about early voting, if you want to... Learn about early voting. Tune in to that interview with this gentleman from AARP coming up in the 2 a.m. hour. All right. If you've got questions, I've got answers. Give me a call. 800-848-WABC. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Moreno. Beam me up. To be continued.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. (coughs) Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? i
1: Hello, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Moreno. This may shock you, but in my day, I have spent a fair amount of time in bars. And if you spend a fair amount of time in bars in New York City, one of the things you're going to do is come across tourists. And I've met any number of tourists from all over the country, all over the world. And they've all asked me, what should I do while I'm in New York City? And my advice to almost every single one of them has been been the same. Get out of Manhattan. There's so many great aspects of New York City that don't involve being in Manhattan. You've got the Staten Island Ferry and Staten Island in general. You've got the Rockaways. You've got Arthur Avenue in the Bronx. And you've got Coney Island. And the thing that makes me want to mention this is twofold. One, in my experience, there's a lot of lifelong New Yorkers that haven't spent much time in Coney Island. But also, on Wednesday, Coney Island's Luna Park is celebrating its 120th birthday. The community wide celebration is going to be filled with carnival style entertainment, music, special treats, and four new attractions. One of the new innovative attractions, the Sky Chaser Ropes Course, is New York's first 50 foot oceanside ropes course and adventure zone. And I absolutely love Luna Park. I love everything about it. And I love Coney Island in general. And in my experience, far too few New Yorkers take advantage of what's a great amusement destination for children and for families and for adults. A place that has such great restaurants and a place that just has so much natural beauty. So if you haven't been to Coney Island in a while, please take a trip over to Coney Island and check out Luna Park in honor of their 120 20th anniversary and in honor of luna park's historic celebration ride prices are starting at three dollars admission is free enjoy it i'm hoping to make a trip out there very soon hopefully i'll see you on the cyclone beam me up to be continued the other side of midnight $77.
0: local spotlight
1: I have heard many of the commentaries that my friend Curtis Lewa has been doing of late of the Bronx County Republican chairman, Mike Rendino. And I know Sid Rosenberg has commented on him as well. And it's going to be very interesting to see how this uh, very competitive primary election among the Republicans turns out in the Bronx next week in the city council election. But Curtis has fixated on the fact that Mike Rendino does not actually live in the Bronx. And I have no idea where Mike Rendino sleeps, but he is indeed registered in the Bronx, and all evidence suggests that he actually lives in Garden City, Long Island. I believe his wife recently gave birth at a hospital on Garden City. I believe he has recently filed paperwork that indicates his primary residence is on Garden City. And I like Mike Rendino. I've met him several times, and he seems like a very nice guy. However, if Mike Rendino does not live in the Bronx, He should absolutely not be the chairman of the Bronx Republican Party. I see several potential violations of the election law and other laws as well. But even if this is not illegal, it is totally inappropriate for someone that doesn't live in a county to be a leader in that party's political party. So if you're a Republican in the Bronx, I would just ask, why do you stand for this? Why not? Why not run for county committee yourself why not organize other people to run for county committee and do a takeover and take the Bronx GOP back For people that actually live in the Bronx. Because Mike Rendino, if he lives on Long Island and is in the leadership of the party in the Bronx, has no business doing that. No more so than I have the business of leading the Democratic Party of Alaska. It makes no sense. And if you're a GOP member in the Bronx, you should not tolerate it. And hopefully, there'll be some sort of an investigation to determine where Mike Rendino actually lives. Beam me up. To be continued.
0: The other side at midnight.
1: 77 Local Spotlight. I have gone on and on about why I think the recent decision by the New York State legislature to mimic the New York City Council campaign finance program, the campaign finance board, is a big mistake. In New York City, it has been an abomination. It's been an invitation for corruption. It is very costly. It has done nothing to make any council election more competitive. It's just a total boondoggle for political consultants and those that know how to game the system. Well, just when I thought the New York state system was bad, it has turned out to be even worse. Under a sneaky change passed by the state legislature, taxpayers will actually pay to amplify the voices of big money donors and special interests. Yes, that's right. Let that sink in. It is not hyperbolic to place the measure among the most outrageous moves by the state legislature in recent history. So here's what happen. There was a last-minute change to New York's new campaign finance system, which, as I've been saying, was already a bad idea from the get-go, but it's going to launch for next year's elections. And as designed, the system provides matching funds only for donations of up to $250. Under the changes approved by the Democratic-controlled legislature, the first $250 of any contribution would be eligible for matching funds, no matter how Large. That may not seem like a big deal, but let's examine what that change would mean. Let's say that someone gives $50 to her favorite state Senate candidate, a not insignificant donation for the average person. That contribution would be matched by $600 in public money for the candidate. Now, let's say that someone gives $1,000 to a state Senate candidate, a routine and inconsequential amount for the millionaires and billionaires with outsized influence over state politics that contribution would get $2,300 in public matching funds. The effect, then, is the amplification of Mr. Hedge Fund's larger donation, which is the opposite of how the matching system was supposed to work. After being championed as something that would amplify the voices of the little people, it doesn't. It just forces the taxpayers to fund the campaign contributions of the fat cats and the millionaires and billionaires and the people that are already dominating the campaign finance sphere. Big mistake. Beam me up. To be continued.